captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for season four, episode 18 of New Girl, Walk of Shame. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. Uh, I My name is Ali Lasher and I am joined by the titular old guy, Akiva Winnegar. Yes, that's me. Um, and uh, I'd like to say to the listeners, welcome back. <laughs> Want to hear something funny? Yes. Hopefully the first of many funny things to be said this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with my mom. I had lunch with my mother uh, the mm-hmm. other day. And she looks at the menu and she goes, what's a dirty chai? And I say, well, it's a chai latte with a shot of espresso in it. And she goes, oh, I had my Jewish brain on. They're like, I made it Jewish. So she read like chai tea as chai. That's and asked high. Me that makes what sense. A, what's a dirty chai? What well can I? What would a dirty high be? I don't. I feel like we can't talk about that without doing anti-Semitism. <laughs> That's true. We don't want to do that. <laughs> um, before we get to the episode, Akiva, I have some old business. Not really old business. Something I've been wanting to talk to you about, but we haven't spoken in two weeks. My fault. But mm-hmm. um, so I told you I was going to go back and listen. Here's what I love about you. I told you I was going to go back and listen. To Mara's favorite Renap episode, the Robin Akiva Try New Things. Yes. Which I thought was really fun. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like listening to Renap is always a great reminder of like what an absolute like hilarious talent Rob is. And I know that because I talk to you every week on this podcast, but like mm-hmm. that's not a dig at you. So you're but, reminded like, of the no talent and then you're like, oh yeah, that's someone who knows what they're doing. No, but I I listen to you live on this podcast, and sure. I listen to it immediately after editing it. So yes. like yeah, I, I know I know what you're capable. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. This is not a dig, but just like I don't, especially in a non-survivor season, I'm just like, oh, Rob is so clever and funny. But um, you know, Akiva, I don't know if you didn't remember or you just don't care, but you'd think you'd at least like address the absolute. NGOG related bomb that you drop on that podcast. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> well, tell me, Akiva, are your eyes closed right now? I don't get it. You tell, you say that you not only do this podcast lying down, but occasionally you'll close your eyes. Oh yeah, that is true. Sometimes I yeah. <laughs> if I don't, if I'm out of my notes, some if I'm on like the, a couch or something, I will occasionally close my eyes. That is true. You go, and it was funny. I'm obviously not offended, but you're like. Well, I take like two notes and we don't talk about the show anyway. So. Yeah, uh, that's true. When my second note is done and when – but I would never do it if I was tired. I would not do it today. I'd probably fall asleep. It's 1232, time check. But I have – I don't think I've done it a lot, uh, but I've probably done it two or three times. But I think there's a lot of clarity. It blew me I away. Th- I'll, I'll tell you what. Away. Should I try it for like five minutes? I think there's a lot of clarity because I'm not distracted – I don't have like Twitter or anything open. I, I I think it's there's a lot of I'm just focusing on what the other person's saying. I think you should always podcast with your eyes closed. Actually, this is the biggest crock of shit to try it now. I know when, this at least explains why when there's dead air and I'm like Akiva and you're like, oh, no, I say that no, again? no, no. This that's is- when I'm on my computer. That's when I'm like, oh, shoot, I have an email. <laughs> It's not that's not when I have eyes closed. Also, we have not done a late night record for you. Since we like came back after our long yachts. 
like a late late night. No, like we we've used done to not, no, like not two in the PM. morning. But wait, right. would you say twelve thirty is not late night? For you, you wouldn't like. Do a I'm saying what we are hours used to be like. Yes, much worse. The middle of the night for you. But this is corporate Kiev. I'm much different now. Remember, <laughs> I would used to record at three a.m. like nobody's business. My schedule was open. You'd be like, hey, can you do noon? Can you do five? Can you do ten? I would never say no. Basically, the only window I didn't like the podcast was like. 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Really, 4 a.m. to noon. But you know, I, I it's different now. I gotta I gotta get up and and get on you know public transportation in the morning and get to work and yeah, you have to do know. basic life things. All basic right, corporate life things. Get up at Listen, the crack of dawn, 7:30. Yeah. This your schedule is not the only thing different about this episode. You know, occasionally you will have watched the episode days prior to us recording right. because of the schedule switch-ups. This week, both of us were all set to record last week, and then a snafu on my end prevented it. So this episode, we're walking we're walk, walking in shame into having both watched this episode a week ago. But mm-hmm. it, I feel like we're going to talk more about this episode than any other episode, even though it was a week prior. I think you're probably right. I think this is... It's a good episode, but I also think it's like an interesting episode. I don't think it's the best episode, but I think it is a interesting episode worth discussing, if that makes any sense. Uh, well, I'm happy you feel that way because we're about to discuss it. This episode aired March 3rd, 2015. Fun fact, both my mom's mom, so my maternal grandmother, and my dad's birthday, March 3rd. Um, but producer Kelly I thought you were going to know... say No, nah, actually, it's not nice. I thought you were going to say well, something else. Well, what did... Well, I thought you were going to say my mom and my mom's nine were famous for their walks of shame or something. I don't know. Oh, I, I, know. Really I thought you were going to make like a dead joke. And I was like, my, my grandmother's no. still alive. No, 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 um, no. I would never. <laughs> not, I, I thought we were talking never. about walks of shame. I feel like I could pull a podcast, a, a clip from this podcast where you did make a joke like that. God forbid. I would hope not. That was probably three. If it was, it was three. <laughs> Corporate Keeve would could never. Could never. No, I, I don't want to get canceled. Okay, you're canceled. You are canceled. Okay. You, there is a banana minute later. If you're like, "Hey, should I fast forward the banana minute?" No, but there is one later. <laughs> Producer Kelly wants to set us up for the digest, Keeve, uh, and said, "What's Keeve's overall impression of this episode?" Before we even give the the digest, she wants like a grade. Well, then she says, is this her no, first she rodeo? says uh, sorry, she also says, I feel like this is a perfect snapshot of what the show is. So many great moments with the characters, each being the best, weirdest versions of themselves. Just going, ah, Eliza Minnelli impersonator is the most I like her in the whole series, I think. I, I mean, Kelly didn't tell me what order to pull this question, but I thought that would be a good segue for you to discuss into the Digest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Digest. Jess and Cece have a titular walk of shame. They leave Bearclaw. Remember him? Olaf? Or, or is he <laughs> Olaf? Yeah. Is, He's Olaf, right? Yep. Um, kids still care about Frozen, right? You're the one closest to kids. Yeah, my boys don't care about it. Brody, is he a big Olaf fan yet? Probably not. Uh, he's more into right. Coco Melon, and my brother's into SpongeBob, so I don't think Frozen has graced their house yet. So now he is into Coco Melon. Now he is one. Your brother is an adult. But they just have different favorite kid shows. Fair enough. My brother so, will send me clips of SpongeBob, and I'll see Brody like in the corner playing with a, a children's, <laughs> not even interested, like an appropriate toy for a kid to be playing with. And my brother will be cracking up, and Mr. Krabs trying to get an extra buck for some tomatoes to throw uh, 
And I obviously, I don't know, I have an incredible memory for kid shows. So, like, I haven't seen mm-hmm. SpongeBob in a while, aside from the clips my brother sends me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll remember, like, the whole plot of the episode from when I watched it, like, you know, until, I don't know, high school is probably when I stopped watching. It's interesting because I feel like even though we're not that close in age, or well, we all are famously both in our 30s, um, I do think we have a lot of the same cultural references. Like the shows I grew up watching, let's say Saved by the Bell. You watch Saved by the Bell, right? Yes, but I think part – well, did you want to say more before I go well, into No, I'm saying like – and, and my favorite that. show when I was a kid was was like ninth grade was The Real World, the show you essentially podcast about to this very day. Or you know, in the in the universe of, so I, we have a lot of the same cultural references. We like the same baseball team, blah blah blah. I've never seen one episode of SpongeBob. So that's what's funny is this goes right into what I was saying about what I was gonna say is like, so I would both because of the hours I kept even as a child, and because of my older brother who is close in age to you. Like my brother's four years older than me. So yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. You're contemporary. He's closer in age to me, I think, than you were at least halfway between us. Yeah, so I watched a lot of stuff, everything he watched. So I even have like Nickelodeon references that people like my direct age and younger didn't watch. And SpongeBob, I think my brother, my brother did not watch SpongeBob growing up. That was like, I, I was able to watch it. He had sort of aged past it before mm-hmm. it became like really popular. And he's discovering, like, how funny this is as an adult, like, now. And I know the episode. So that actually tracks perfectly. But Saved by the Bell, I watched all Nick at Night, and then I would get up and watch, like, the two episodes that TBS would run of Saved by the Bell from, like, 7 to 8 Mm a.m. before school. Like, I feel like that was slightly unusual for people closer to my age. But I'd be, like, up all night watching, like, Taxi and the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, that's that's what I watched every night. normal. No, I watched every Taxi, every Mary Tyler Moore, every Lucy. Um, but your seven-day show was say, was Saved by the Bell. You know what my seven-day show was? What? Sports Center every morning until the bus came at like seven thirty-eight. Yeah, and I could just... usually get like one and three-quarter episodes yeah. of Saved by the Bell in before I had to leave. <laughs> but it's sometimes like because I'm a Spurs fan, sometimes the Spurs highlight. And back then you didn't know the scores because there was no internet. I'm talking about when I was very young, and there was no bottom line. That like the the score, the crawl, you know, that shows you the news on the news channels and the sports on the sports channels didn't exist so if you didn't like you just had to like watch the highlight and you'd watch it the announcer wouldn't say who won at the beginning they'd like do the whole thing it would be exciting there was like no spoilers until the end of the game you could sort of t- sometimes tell by their tone like oh david robinson had a game. like okay the spurs maybe probably won anyway yeah so uh spongebob well, wait, and i think okay yeah Pokemon or the other ones where I like I feel like people I know and maybe because I've made friends who are like younger in our little internet universe but I've never watched an episode of them I couldn't tell you one thing about them I have no cultural references for them I don't know anybody obviously my age or even a year or two younger who watched them it's like that's the generational things that people are like I know all the Pokemon like okay that's wonderful I have nothing against Pokemon but it is there is certainly no one my age, probably even my sister's age, that I could remember that was like into Pokemon or. Well, how old your sister? Uh, well, I've got a bunch of, but uh, that one. This is your. See, I I think that might just be a gender thing because my brother was into Pokemon, so I was into Pokemon, and that might be in the gap between you and my brother's age. That's possible. But speaking of Spurs, if I could mm-hmm. go and do a brief football update, please. Yeah. Because I hosted a little British watch party, and and sorry to my West Ham fam, still 
still following them. You know, we drew against Newcastle, which oh, uh, I like it was good. Yeah, I like but it. I, you're using the lingo even. Wait, but would you say you're a West Ham fan, or are you are you becoming a Spurs fan? It's like I feel like it's like the equivalent of like I, I it's like I'm I'm a I'm a Spurs fan, but I went to college and now I have to support West Ham too. You know, it's like that kind of Grad allegiance. School, like it's I'm, Northwestern versus. Yeah. No, but it's like I'm obviously gonna gonna support West Ham. That's like what the science tells me. But mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here with a Spurs fan. Like I have to. I have to have peace in my house, you know. I so told, I mean, I warned you about intermarriage for the last like seven <laughs> years, and look what happened. <laughs> but I had my brother over and this and the Spurs fan and Missy and I. We watched the the Tottenham. So that's a soccer uh, hooligans crowd. Your brother Missy and well, and wait, just listen yeah. to this. Okay. So so. Uh, Tottenham beat Man City, which was extremely important as yes. we narrow the gap. I now understand the point system. No, don't say we, they. I'm saying we. We is Weston. Well, listen, okay. Yeah. How okay. how much have you been supporting your team, Keeve? I mean, there's not much to support right now. They're not good, but I'm I'm a Villa man till I die, you know? <laughs> Vista. I'm an uh, Alta Vista man forever. <laughs> Well, listen, so I made this like British cake and he brought all these like British snacks that my brother refused to eat. However, not because they were gross. I don't know. He was quite rude about it. It's fine. And I have a Spurs hat and my brother shows up as a surprise. He bought a Tottenham jersey because they did a collab with Nike and it was like this yellow Air Max Spurs jersey that he wanted anyway. Mm -hmm. So he's showing up in more merch than the actual British person. That is funny. Although, if anything ever went south with this relationship, are you going to burn this jersey, basically? No, no, no. The jersey was not about him at all. It was my brother wanted it. it like, now, when I saw it, I was like... Your brother is famously a, a big Jersey guy, as we know. And not just because he's from Jersey, but if you listen to 30... And he's fans, got, you know, like, he's 30 pairs of Air Maxes. Like, he's... And mm. it's neon yellow. He's a yellow guy. Like, it's just... It was like it was made for him. And now he had some reason to wear it, so he bought it. I still want to give your brother my Fab Five jersey. He was like, I can't accept that. But I think I have no use for it. I think you should take my Fab Five jersey. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We, I was just talking about this with Missy. If you want to do something for someone, you can't ask. Rob, actually, did I tell well, you Well, I this? can't I give I... it to him because I'm not like, you know what I mean? I will not ship it. Like, you know, oh, I I, like, I'll give someone me. a kidney, but I'm not mailing something Federal <laughs> Express, you know? It's the All right, last well, thing I would pack it do. in your luggage next time you come from Israel and, okay, and then give it to him. Fair enough. I mean, you should probably save it for your sons. They, they don't know who... He will appreciate Jimmy King more than them. They have, uh, they did take some of my jerseys, actually. Look, whatever you want to do, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't give it to him. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to just air a grievance here as opposed mm-hmm. to what I've been doing. Is like, Rob, I think I already told this on the podcast. Rob, like, offered something to me, and I was like, oh, no, no, of course not. And then later I talked to Rob, and I was like, does anyone just say yes to that? Because probably if we did a little dance and he was like, I insist or whatever, like, if he sent it to me, I wasn't going to throw it out. Like, you know, okay, fine, thank you. I would have written something and probably sent something back, whatever. Like, if someone asks, offers me something, I'm going to say no, because that's just, like, how I exist in the world. And so I said to Rob, do people just say yes to this? He was like, all the time. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're offering to send a jersey, someone's got to say, no, of course not. Or they'd be insane to just be like, wow, yeah, thank you very much. It's like Jack Clompus with the astronaut pen. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a little back and forth, no dance. So if you just want to do something for someone, you just have to do it. 
Yeah, so no more talking to him. By the way, uh, I'd like to quote a, a famous uh, person who said 20 minutes ago, oh, we're going to talk so much about this episode, you have no idea. Well, we are. You didn't tell me you have a heart out. I'm, I'm taking you to nighttime, Keith. Okay, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly... Yeah, I, 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 we could, we could do a long episode. La- I, what was uh, it? The last episode was the longest one in the history of the show, right? No, but it was the longest recent ago? one. Uh, why? What's the, what's the longest by time in the history of the show? Well, it's like also my battery is at twenty six percent, which I could just go plug in, or we could do a fun thing where it just the podcast explodes when my I, computer I'm does. fine with that. But what if that's like two and a half hours? I can't risk that. No, no, I think it's going to be like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. So then maybe. That would not be so fun. Um, All right, I'm going to look anyway, at You do the digest. digest. I'll look at the time. Okay, fine. Um, so Jess and Cece have a walk of shame after spending the night at Bear Claw's house. And basically most of the rest of the episode is their trip home on their walk of shame. And it's a very fun episode. Lots of shenanigans happen. Genslinger, he's back. Uh, and, uh, you know, fun is had by all. I'm going to get right to it because you say he's back. Like, do you think he's back back? How, no, no, no. What, no. What's but I think if he's showing up here, that means that maybe we're willing to, to see him one or two more times. I don't think he's a regular. Because it doesn't end, right? We end with Bearclaw yes. and Genslinger in Jess's apartment. So it that does not true. resolve. Can you remind me what, what the last time we saw Genslinger, what, how that ended? Doesn't Jess help him propose to, yes. like, he cheated on... Uh, the woman that we find out he's no longer with. Shocking, that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's the last we ever see him again. We think he just got married and moves on. So, like, we're largely looking at Genslinger the way Jess is, which is, like, you must live in this house with a kid with your wife because last I saw you, you were getting engaged. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of assumptions. A, they got married. B, they live in a house. And C. Well, when someone get gets married do you assume that it's going to be a question that they're going to get married i mean when someone gets engaged i feel like it's a safe assumption say i mean what percentage of people who are engaged you think get married that's a good question i don't like this probably like 92 percent feels like 87 uh, bad karma for me to be talking about are you you engaged 87 percent. no but i'd like to be one day and i don't want it to be back to me but what if you skip that step and then you don't have to worry about the percentages I, wouldn't you say like agreeing to get married makes you engaged, even if you just walk over to the chapel in Vegas? Like, I feel like you're ah, always engaged. I hear you. Can so you get married like, without getting engaged? So if someone was like, "Will you marry me?" but you're in Vegas, it's like, "All right, we're gonna go get find an Elvis now." The... What's a world where you would be enga- married but not having been engaged? You ever go to summer camp and there's color war breakout? It's like yes. that, but a wedding. It's like boom, you're in a <laughs> wedding, and then you're walking down the aisle right there, and you never even asked. I was going to say, if there's like a, such an arranged marriage where like you just have to show up and walk, but then you're like, you've agreed to be married. Even in like yeah. the Hasidic circles, like maybe you only meet the guy a couple times, but you still have to, maybe your parents are doing more of the agreeing than you are, but like you're still, it's not a surprise when you don't show up like, why, why is everyone like doing no, saying, makeup and stuff? If I were to guess the most extreme, like I'm trying to think of any condition where it would be considered married without a Like a reality TV show? Where maybe it's like you have to marry someone at the end of the show or something. Oh, so like, no, 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 that married at first sight. That's the mm-hmm. only time where people get married without being engaged. They're not engaged. There is no engagement period. Yeah. And I not mean, even. But how about this? Again, That's not true because you're um, you're uh, Jessica Smith and you're on that show. OK. Mm-hmm. And then the guy is Johnny Johnson. Johnny Johnson has agreed to be on the show. 
Jessica Smith has agreed to be on the show. At some point, the producers say, boom, perfect match, Jessica Smith, Johnny Johnson. You are engaged because you are going to get married. You just don't know you're engaged. Or, or even you know you're engaged, but you casting. don't know who you're engaged to. To whom, you yes, know, yeah. Yeah, to whom you are engaged. Yes, yeah. So that's technically, I don't know how that works with the percentages, but I'd say, I'm going to say 87% of, it might be lower. You, hear you should be, engagements. you should honestly, this should be a question for like a consulting company when they're like, how many ping pong balls you fit in a plane? Like, mm-hmm. it should be like, can you be enga- married without being engaged? It is a good question. I, now I'm thinking the numbers may be lower because don't they say like 50% of all marriages end in divorce or something like that? But I don't so, think that statistic counts broken engagements. That's but No, but I'm saying how could engagements be 90% and marriages be 50? You'd have to think engagements are lower then. Disagree. I think that's still honeymoon period. You're not facing any of the problems. that you Like planning a wedding is very stressful, but I think like it's easier to be blissful through your engagement than it is to like get divorced after you're having kids and all that other shit. Now, I'm, I'm from a universe which traditionally has shortish engagements, right? We sure. were engaged maybe six months, a little, little less than six months before we got married. It's enough to see if Keeve what you need to see. No, no, we, no, we were already, we didn't date for six months. I mean, maybe we did, but six months, maybe it was like eight months and then six months or something like that. But the point is the engagement period was six months. What do you think is the max? Sometimes you hear like, oh, well, yeah, we're going to marry in July 20, 2025. And it's like hard to get excited for those people because that's like a long time off, you know? What's the max engagement period? That's so I have one. always felt actually that a long engagement makes a lot of sense to me and I don't get why people like rush. But I guess it's also like if you know you want to be married, then you just want to get married. Right. Is that a long engagement off a long relationship? Like I had a friend who was dated someone for, you know, eight, nine years and he got divorced almost immediately after they got married. I don't remember how oh long the engagement period That's was. Crazy. I don't think it was long. Yeah. But then it was like, it, I don't think the engagement was a big, big part of that. But it's like, also, first of all, now we're, we're famously both in our 30s. We're, we're old. So it's like, all right, you know, you don't want three years dating, three years engaged. That's like, that's a lot of time. We... All right. Saved by the bell because Akiva's power went out. So now we're back and getting off of whatever topic we were on. Um, all right. Let's talk about the power of a blowout, Kiev. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's something you're familiar with. I, I was a Jets fan. I'm very familiar. They lose by 30 <laughs> all the time. And... Producer Kelly says, in what world do these many men notice a woman's hair is different, most unrealistic part of the show so far? Yeah, you know my bit, right? Every, yeah, every I've, I've tweeted this a bunch of times that, that my wife will like cut 12 inches off her hair, walk around around me for like an hour. And she'll be like, you notice anything different? I'll be like, uh, I don't know, new shampoo or something? I don't know. And she'll be like, no, nah, I, I cut like all my hair off. I don't notice. Here's the thing. You're not really the best barometer. But I get where Kelly's coming from. I get where you're coming from. It's more to me the confidence that comes with the blood. I My hair never looks as good as it does when uh, I leave getting my hair done. I am a frequenter. Not frequenter, but if I have an event. I'll go to a dry bar or whatever and get even a mediocre blowout. Just, like, does wonders for me. What's a dry bar? That is literally what Jess is describing when Nick says, wait, so let me get this straight. They create a problem and then they charge you to fix it. It's a place that doesn't cut your hair. And they have many different brand names. But, like, it became a popular thing in the last, like, I don't know, whatever, five years. More than that. But... You go there and they just wash your hair and then blow dry it. They don't cut it. They'll just, it's just the styling part of a haircut. 
Wow. What's the setting you back? You know how women get what's their a, hair in done? Manhattan. What's a what's a dry bar set? In I think like back? sixty dollars. Okay. Shout out to the ladies out there. The hair stuff sounds <laughs> expensive. Um, I guess I blew it. Uh, Matt Stern says Akiva has Ali ever gotten a blowout? Which like maybe you'd think no because I appear to be physically low maintenance, perhaps. But mm -hmm. it's really the most low maintenance thing of all time, in that like you do something that most people can do themselves. You pay to have someone do for you. Right. Because you don't have the skill set. Have you ever heard of a dry bar? Like it's It's just dry bar. It's not a dry you, bar. It's oh it's just dry bar. You basically you pay to go to like a, a like a hair salon except they don't cut your hair. They just wash it and like blow dry and style it. Would you ever do that? No, but I know like I guess why not? Okay. Sixty bucks. All right, fine. But are are you do such a thing? Okay, you need to get What'd a job. What'd she say? Then. She would do it. I'm of not offering you. It. it could be your birthday present. But let's say I had to go somewhere for like a week and I didn't want to have to like style my hair every day. That's so weird. I'm thinking you're just gonna blow dry and shit. Yeah, but couldn't you blow dry it yourself? Yeah, but I'm not very good. Okay, fine. All right, thank you. Akiva, you, okay, you gotta audience. be repeating what she's saying onto the. She said, "Let's say she's going away for a week." And she doesn't want to do it herself. She could just go there. So she's into it. Right. That's the thing. Another a good blow a good blowout can last multiple days. Like you don't wash your hair in between. You just let it ride. Mm -hmm. should, I mean, I'm not usually like happy that I'm bald, but you know, it is cheaper. I'll give you that. I mean, probably it's like more expensive. I feel like the world, like you make less money or whatever. You know, like who should we give the raise to? Oh, that guy. No, he's bald. Like let's give it to the other person. I've watched Curb enough to know that people discriminate against us, but I, you know, but day to day, it's a delight. Well, also, I, so I've done Salon Tel Aviv because I was like Googling blowouts in Israel because I don't know that $60 like really translates. Like I'm, mm -hmm. you're taking New York City. She and, said like, that. I don't, I don't know, know if you heard her say that, but she said it would probably be much more expensive here. More expensive? $45 Salon Tel Aviv. Okay. All right. It's her birthday in two weeks if that's what she wants. Let me talk to her. Don't waste your money on getting a blood. She like okay, fine. She, for a certain event, like she could probably get you to pay for that. Like if she had a school dance or something, you're gonna begrudge her a blowout. They don't really have school dances. I know. Time. I'm. We talked about that. I'm just saying, like mm -hmm. some someone's bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah. Like let's say, uh, um, I was gonna say yo tape, but that's far away. No one's bar mitzvah. You're gonna begrudge her getting her hair done if she wanted. I wouldn't it. begrudge it. When my sister got married earlier this year, or I guess February. 2022, I wouldn't begrudge it. And I was last, it was a year ago when she got married because there's so many women in my family, my mom, the bride, my other sister, my other sister, uh, Ella and Adira. They have like a bunch of girl cousins. There was like a team of people. It was wild. There was like a bunch of hair people at the at the wedding venue. Yeah, but for I don't a, know what was going on there, but there was for a, a wedding venue. Normal, you get a couple hair people to come in, depending on the size of, you know, mm -hmm. I've never seen more than two, but I don't. Oh, it was more than two. I'm sure there's was many. I think but, it was three. Um, I think the bride had one and everyone else had two, something like that. I don't know. That makes sense. But like for a bar, bar bar mitzvah, I feel like that would be unusual. Yeah, I think the little kids don't get then. I don't know. I You would I, just I don't go really... to the place. The, famously, when I brought the picture of Beyonce, to the, my, my mom let me bring a picture of Beyonce as a reference yes, photo. I told this. that story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I bring a picture of Jason Alexander, and I say, give me this. <laughs> You could bring like Einstein or like 
Bozo the Clown, Krusty the Clown. Now you're doing the anti-Semitism again. So let's, you know. <laughs> that's not anti-Semitism. That's anti-Baldo, maybe. Yeah, well, you mentioned Einstein. You, we, I mentioned Jason Alexander and then Krusty the Clown, whose real name is like Herschel or something. So you didn't do it on purpose, but you it's did It's not anti-Semitism to say. To mention all the people. To mention bald people. Like if but bald people why, happen there to be isn't Jewish. one bald person who's not Jewish, you're saying? <laughs> You only mentioned the Ro- Dwayne Jews. the Rock Johnson. Okay, doesn't have yeah, any nice hair save. though. You can't nice bring save. that in. Then you'd have to shave the scraps you're clinging to. I would. Who would you trade to get Dwayne the Rock Johnson on on the team? You. That's. I mean, why would they say yes? Actually, to that? I don't think we want Dwayne the Rock Johnson on the team. Why not? Isn't he? Uh... No, he's fine. He is. He doesn't have conservative political views. Uh, he has no political opinions. He is. I thought he he's going to run for president. What am I thinking of? He, I mean, he it, like yes, but not with any party. Like he has no. He is. He is like straight down the middle. No political opinions. He like he's very like Michael Jordan's like famous. Not is the really rap true... a reliable news source? The the rap with a W. Yeah. I think so. Why? Former Trump aide Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a serious presidential contender as a Republican. White yeah, House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney puts Johnson the same company as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Trump himself. Mm, I don't think he. I don't Why think he is one. Feel like I. Okay, well, he I publicly because... supported Biden Harris. All right, so he's a p- political independent and senderist. All right, time time will tell. Onto right now, I I can still feel good that I saw. Um, the earthquake movie in theaters. Oh, you should never feel good about that. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it probably wasn't so good. I mean, seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson in IMAX was pretty great. I don't really I, know what he was talking about, but... Yeah, I always... Alex but, has um, mentioned this bunch. I like, I like The Rock. I don't um, know his movies at all. Like I'm a fan of his who that doesn't consume any of his work. I never saw Ballers and I don't watch his movies. And who like, was I just talking about that it, like I'm like that with where like I don't it's like Dr. Amanda in podcasting. I'm a huge fan of hers, mm-hmm. but I I am too lowbrow for anything that she podcasts about. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'm it's aspirational. She podcast about like the way in like the skyscraper movie. Then you'd be into that. It was called um, what's Skyscraper. that big fault line? No, no, the big fault. San Andreas. Thing. That's it. That's it. I mean, should we put that in the jar? Movies. I'm not talking wanna... about the sky. You brought up the skyscraper movie. I'm talking about. San oh, Andreas. because it's the same thing. I'm saying that's what I'm joking about. It's like the same movie twice. I think. Um. Double. Would you come on, Renap? Double crappy movie diaper feature. San Andreas, and um, and and what's the other one called? Not Skyfall. That's a James Bond movie. What about the Tooth Fairy? We watched it already. Akiva, I don't know. <laughs> I think we had something called Rock Bottom, which is watching the worst rock movies. Oh, that's good. Keep doing that. That's like the new whoopee cushion. Yes, but so eventually we'll get to San Andreas and the other one that I'm forgetting. I didn't watch the Tooth Fairy now, so what did I watch? I gotta let's go, go to, to his oeuvre. Yeah, let's go to his oeuvre. Yeah, is it oeuvre or oeuvre? It's neither. I think, neither. I, I think it's neither, honestly. I think we're somehow both wrong here. <laughs> Do you know what his French middle name is? 
Douglas. I never would have guessed that. Dwayne, Dwayne Douglas Johnson. That's mm-hmm. kind of hot. It's not, but no, like, it's I not hot. I know Douglas. A picture of him popped up when you said it. Yeah. Like, okay. Fine. Fair it. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the name Douglas. Nobody's ever been like. Should we switch this immediately to a rock podcast and you have to get rid of the rock thing? With We'll just call it rock bottom. We'll, we'll poach the idea from your other. So podcast. if we only talk about the rock, that becomes our thing. And we could sort of. Make, it's not a crazy idea. There has to be like a can you smell what we're cooking podcast. Ah, so I think we watched Baywatch. Uh, did someone maybe like I did I watch Baywatch and Rob watch the 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 uh Tooth okay, Fairy? Well, maybe... Now I'm gonna have to search for now. No, I think we watch both. I think we watch Baywatch and the Tooth Fairy. We watch Baywatch because okay. now I remember I watched the Tooth Fairy. Let's see. Episode one eighty five of Robin and Keevan Eda podcast. Well, the picture oh, is definitely the Tooth Fairy. Okay. Phil T was on. Yes. And you watched the two worst rated movies according to Ron and Tomatoes. They should be switched because you didn't watch the two worst rated movies. You were, Oh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So The mm-hmm. Tooth Fairy and Baywatch. Okay. That's cute. It was a good bit. Okay. I think I saw... The Tooth Fairy at like a camp overnight, but I didn't pay attention to it. Like it was like played, but I was doing something else. Let's see. San Andreas has 6.1. So it's not terrible on IMDb. San Andreas going... was enjoyable. Are you going higher or lower for Skyscraper? I don't know anything about Skyscraper except you said it. It's San Andreas, but it's a Skyscraper instead of a San Andreas. Did it come out before or after? Good question. Uh, it came out after. And is anyone else in it with him? Of the note? lead woman is... Neve Campbell. Ne- Neve Campbell in 2018. What? <laughs> well, she's the second build in yeah. IMDb. Yosef says like 10 times a day, what? That was, uh, so All right, anyway. I'm going to say this is lower rated than San Andreas. Has to be. Yeah, 5.8 it is lower. 5.8 is almost crappy movie diaper territory. What are the best rated rock movies on Rotten Tomatoes? I wish you could sort it. It's kind of like Rotten Tomatoes has barely like updated any of their like UX in the last, um, let's say, 25 years. Can I ask why you go by the IMDb rating and not Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, you went by Rotten Tomatoes. I've on always Renat, been an IMDb boy. IMDb. Just always. <laughs> an IMD boy. I've always been an IMD boy. Always. <laughs> but maybe that'll change. I don't really love some of the stuff they've got going on right now. Like, what do you mean? It used to be like, I feel like you could just, it was easier to like click and see what's going on. They're making it harder for me. I agree. They're because they're trying to capture like streaming and like as the in theater movie, like they're trying to keep up with the times, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all right. I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes. Did I hit record? <laughs> You're being serious. Yeah, kind of. I know. You can see. Yeah. Yeah, it says record started. Okay. All right. Movies. Let's see. More movies. This only Wait, shows. Oh, because this was. I, this is so annoying. They haven't like aggregated anything where he's posted as The Rock and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So only one movie came up when I put in Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, when you search The Rock on um, IMDb, uh, the film The Rock comes up first also. So that's annoying. 
Okay, his highest rated movies at a hundred percent tomatoes. That can't be right. A documentary. Is stuntman. Sometimes, sometimes documentaries, because like, who's gonna give a documentary a bad review? Okay, that's stuntman, my problem around tomatoes. That's why I go on IMDb because there's no nuance. It's like, was it fifty-one percent good or fifty-one percent bad? So like most movies, you know what I mean? There's no nuance. Yeah, well, give me a grade out of ten. What is stuntman on run to, on the IMDb? I'm gonna have to find it, but there's a third movie, by the way, in this in this series. It's not they're not connected. Called Rampage, when three different animals become infected with a dangerous pathogen. A pr- primatologist. Yeah, bro, that's a that's an N64 game that slaps. Rampage? No, this is a different. Um... I'm telling you. First that of all, you Rampage... should say it differently, bro. First of all, you call me bruv, but you didn't do it. You have to at least do it with the accent. Nah, bruv. Um. Okay, stuntman with Eddie Braun. Why is the rock is not ah? So it's like a TV show. Oh, okay, professional stuntman Eddie Braun is prepares to attempt the most dangerous stunts. It's a six point six. Doesn't really make any sense. Now the rock probably is like in archival footage if he's in this movie. You know what I mean? He's not like actually in it, so it makes no sense that it would have a hundred percent. But listen, that's why I'm uh, an IMD boy and not a uh, tomato head. You know. Okay, well, I'm a wiki girly, and Rampage is a 2018 American science fiction action-adventure monster film, blah, 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 loosely based on the video game series of the same name by Midway Games. Mm-hmm. How about that? But you know we used to do known fours on IMDb, like the four known fours? Yeah, that's, like, gone now, isn't it? Well, right, they have it here. The Rocks is very sad. Moana, okay, totally fine. Jumanji. I don't know if you know that's one or two. My kids like those movies, the new Jumanjis. Uh-huh. Journey to Mystery Island, that is a 5.7, and Doom. That's Why pathetic. Is it sad? For The Rock, that's your four? Well, the only thing I would have assumed is a Fast and the Furious. I have the point is he hasn't been in a lot of good movies. The check's clear, baby. Oh, they don't even clear. They go straight to him. That's he writes what the clearing check and means. He cashes it. <laughs> I'm saying he's like it's his thing it's his check all right um oh time check it is late i do like how they reintroduce bear claw that he's like making a delivery at the bar you'll recall that's how we got mm-hmm. introduced to bear claw in the first place because he was with the nutmeg salesman not the nutmeg salesman whatever another delivery mm-hmm. man that just wants to be set up with um and in this case, Ken shows up to hit on the pretty ladies, which is very creepy. Um, yes. And Bearclaw appears. I love the dynamic of that, like, Bearclaw just dunks on Ken, and that's their whole relationship. That really cracked me up. Very funny. Now, here's something interesting that couldn't have obviously been. This is more like a, when they were always like, oh, the Simpsons predict the Cubs winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like, so Bearclaw says, come to a party at our place tonight. We know twin architects. ID will point out that Bearclaw and Ken make a reference to knowing twin architects. Oh, alluding to husbands. the property brothers. Wow. Zooey would go on to date Jonathan Scott beginning Disgusting. in August of 2019. You ever think about how much money that marriage has cost Zooey? Which marriage? The one she's in. Did she marry Jonathan Scott? Oh, are they just dating? Let's find out. She was she was like divorced from the Jewish guy. Yeah, they don't have kids. She doesn't have kids with the property brother. Does she have kids with anybody? She has kids with the Jewish guy. I thought. Ah, with the Jewish guy. Yeah, she's not married to the property brother. 
Oh, so she was married to uh, the cutie, for, uh, the titular cutie from Death Cab for a Cutie. Oh. <laughs> but she does not have, does she have children with him? She was married to the titular cutie. <laughs> Do they have kids? Hold on. Is this true? Is this podcast we just Google stuff now? Okay, wait. Can I read the first three sentences? Can we have a no Google, no Google Wednesday or whatever next week that we don't Google anything? Even though yeah, I'm sure. We this. won't record on Wednesday. We just okay. personally. <laughs> Elsie Otter and Charlie Wolf. So the middle. So Ben Gibbard, I believe, not he. He is uh, a tile. I believe he. They get married. <laughs> they get divorced. They're reconciled. Differences. How long was their engagement? Ah, okay. This is on topic. <laughs> Nine month engagement. December By the way, it's, it's not on topic. It's on topic for previously being off topic. Right, right. But it's we, we, this is like very on topic for what we talked about. December 2008 to September 2009. Nine month engagement. Marriage lasts just over two years. They announced that if, if you're doing a Hollywood, bah, 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 we love each other. We'll stay best friends even though we're never going to speak. And our lawyers are right now like each costing us a million dollars a day. So two years max. And it takes another year for the divorce to be finalized. Then she marries the, the Jacob Peschenik. Doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Married June 2015. Born July 2015. Okay. All right. It, by the way, how about this? Announces her engagement in January. Gets married in June. Has the baby in July. So, a quick engagement. Second straight time. Five-month engagement. Divorced. Two. Yeah, like, you're going to have to chart this. I can't follow what you're getting at. Are you saying these are long or short divorces? I, mean, I think short. I think it's short engagements for the, for the, you know, not in the or, the MOA world, but in their world. Then she meets uh, a property brother while filming an episode of Carpool Karaoke, the series. One of the saddest sentences you could ever say. <laughs> I would tell my kids I met them at, like, a swingers party or something. In September 2019, <laughs> so she announces her separation from... Ah, so she meets him in August. This the, t- the Zooey probably doesn't come out great in this. All right, are she you meets... doing okay? <laughs> I almost only have like. Seven are your eyes left closed? Oh, maybe she close meets... your eyes. Uh, my eyes are wide open. She meets the property brother in August. In September, they announce their separation, and afterward, while well, Wikipedia is doing so much here, afterward they should all start dating Scott. I would love if I could go back in history to. To one thing, I would love to know when they actually started dating. Because I'm guessing it's in that car that they were pooling in in August 2019. You know? I mean, there's you're tracking the months of the engagement. I mean, they met in August 2019. They announced a divorce in September 2019. There's not even there's not enough time really to get anything going here. Also, you announce your separation. We were I mean, not they could have one, been there's separated. not enough time for one smooch in the car or something? They could have already been separated. In August 2019. It's just that they announced the separation. That's true. Divorce is finally. And now it's like, shit, I really got to announce the separation. I'm going to think um, I'm cheating. I'm stepping out on my Jewish husband. Mm-hmm. With a tile. Second tile. With a tile. All right. You said that was a status sentence. I, I'd invite you to look up two paragraphs. This is the status sentence I've ever read. Yeah. Deschanel's allergic to eggs, dairy products, and soy. She had a gluten allergy, but stated in a 2022 interview on Armchair Expert that she no longer suffers from it. She used to be a vegan, which she gave up because she found it difficult to eat enough calories on a vegan diet due to her sensitivities to wheat and soy. Who is writing this? I'm exhausted. I think this is like a PR person writing it for them. 
Uh, it, it goes on to talk about, despite her a year prior to giving up the, the vegan diet, she was on an episode of Top Chef, which is chefs participating in the competition were challenged to cater a vegan lunch party for her family and friends using no soy or gluten. That must have been a delicious meal. Mm -hmm. I'd not like to go back in time to that one place. <laughs> what if you could go back to verify the dating timeline, but you would have to first attend that vegan lunch party. I have to eat it, or am I just there? Well, you're, that's rude. You're gonna sit and at the party. I have party like and a visibility cloak, or everyone can see me. No, everyone can see you, and you're starving. Do I have to like? Do I have to really act like I like it? You have to. You have to exist in society. Ah, so I have to like be polite and stuff. Let's say they're not gonna invite you to the the event where you'll find out the information on the ah, dating I'm timeline. I'm not gonna see. Don't. I'm not gonna see. I hear what you're saying. Even though it already happened, it's sort of like a reverse thing where if, if I if I don't behave in 2021, they won't send me back to 2019. Or or really, that's your opportunity. You you'll if you'll have an opportunity ah, to verify to the timeline her at after. the party. Yeah, like you can talk, really but you've got to befriend everyone. Uh huh. And then I'll be like, hey, like a weird question, but do you did you like start a relationship with your current boyfriend while you were still dating your husband? And like, I know you're gonna say you the marriage was over, but like, did he know that? Like, was he seeing other people too? Was this like at this point, like open and everything. No, the key is you got to get the drunk friend at the party, and you'd be like, "When did they start up?" I feel like their their ah, so sexual tea was Zooey. palpable Can I during the car that? ride. You got to ask Bones, her sister. <laughs> I forgot about Bones. <laughs> I want to ask you a question because I can't Google sure. this. Sure. Are, are Zooey and CC like very good friends in real life? Well, they have the podcast. They do have the podcast. That's true. And Sometimes they, podcasts bring people apart. I mean, famously, Hannah Simone is the only person, one of the few people from New Girl that I actually follow inexplicably. And she will post a lot about Zooey. So yeah, of course. I think, you always post about your more famous friends. That's absurd. Yeah, but not if you're not friends at all. Mm-mm. I've seen who did I, I saw someone recently and it was like sad. Because it was someone who like used to be famous and they were posting about their much more famous friend and it was like the friend won't even see it like i don't even think the friend follows them you know well but the, that in connection with the fact that they have the podcast i think and look zoe de chanel is more famous than hannah simone but her who like her rise to hoodum is rising like or of her course. fall she to married hoodum. a freaking property brother divorced they're not even married she husband. didn't even marry him yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I yeah i hear what you're saying hannah simone probably has a ton of instagram followers too would Zooey post happy birthday to Hannah on? I believe on... she has. Okay. All right. So that's good. I want them to be friends. I don't want, I want to live in a world where they're all best friends. You know? Sure. I mean, I'm I've... fine with the world I currently live in, regardless of their friendship. No, but... I, mean, I think the world you currently live in is that world, though. So, of course, you're fine with it. It's a great universe. They're totally irrelevant, friends. as yeah. opposed to what we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. You know what show I started watching and I loved? I watched all three episodes. Uh, I'm going to guess. Sure. You're not going to say The Last of Us. No, I'm not going to say The Last of Us. You don't watch. You're, it's funny. You don't like okay. HBO shows. I don't dislike HBO shows. You, don't, you didn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't like your HBO shows. Yeah, I've exactly. seen Sex That's in the true. City, okay. Okay. Girls, yeah. Sex Lives of College Girls. Six Feet Under you watched? No, but it's been recommended to me. Okay. Yeah, you're not watching Deadwood and Carnival. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, wait, but for, while you think on this, here's a little bit of information. 14 weeks ago, 
Zooey posted a picture of um, her and Hannah Simone from an episode of New Girl that was relevant to the time. I don't want to say because you haven't seen the episode yet. And tagged Hannah Simone. I think posting it is not um, dispositive, but tagging her suggests that they're friends to me. Okay. Um, while while I think about what show you're watching, and keep in mind, we do have to end really soon because it is 1.30 in the morning. Okay, well, you five seconds ago, you said... No, I have an idea, wrong. though. I have to pee really bad. This is not a big editing show. Do you want to play the Yosef, the banana minute now while I pee, or do you want to cut this out? I can't do that because um, I'm not using my microphone, so I'm going to ah, have to okay, put fine. it in post anyway. Okay, I'm, fine. I'm happy to riff while you do that. You I'll tell riff. them about the show I've been watching and see how fast you come back. Okay, fine. All right. I'll be right all right, so I've been watching this show, Shrinking, which is an Apple TV Plus show, which I thought Keith was going to say you're not an Apple TV Plus person, because I'm not. I find it to be very not user-friendly. I never know if I'm logged in. If I'm not logged in, I probably started a million free trials accidentally trying to log in. I don't know. Drop it in the non-existent comments if you feel me. Um, but Shrinking with uh, Harrison Ford and Jason Segel, I mean, tough show to watch, but funny and uh really like it maybe dr mandel podcast on that i feel like that could be in her oeuvre or oeuvre or whatever um so i'm raising my brow a little bit i really liked it i'm gonna keep watching it i'm looking forward to uh episode four which comes out soon um i wanted to say something else about shrinking but i forgot oh shoot i have no idea how long it's gonna take i feel like when i get off to like get food or something I'm back instantly because I live in a one-bedroom apartment. Uh, but Keith lives in a house. So here I sit just talking about stuff. Oh, it's killing me because now I can't think of anything else to say because I really wanted to say what I wanted to say about shrinking. Um, yeah, I don't know how Brace does this. All right, I'll just start talking about the episode and see where Keith comes back. I guess that's what we're here to do. So um, Jess and Ceci decide to capitalize on their blowouts inspired by charisma okay. Okay. at the blowout place. Okay. All right, I decided to start talking about the episode. I made it one sentence into that before you came back. All right, the show, is it streaming or, or regular TV? It's streaming. Three episodes. Three episodes. Poker face. No. Good hmm. guess. I think you'd like Poker Face. I That was just recommended to me, too. You'd watch one episode. See if you like it. Really, everyone should just watch like the first episode of everything and see if they like it. And then there's no commitment. You, we don't have to quit our jobs. That's so it's much fun. There's like 500 shows on there. Like, and then like, God hey, if you watch like this, like, I've never heard of it. Oh, like, oh, it's in season six. It's like the fourth best show on TV. Just tell me. I don't know. Shrinking. Is that the Jewish one? <laughs> no. Um, it's Jason Siegel and Harrison Mm -hmm. Ford. There was a show about a very similar show. Like it's about a shrink. It's, it's Jason Siegel. Um, you know what? I shouldn't even say it. Okay. Cause there's a little bit in the first episode. The shrink next door on Apple TV. No, this is called shrinking and it's on Apple TV. Yeah. The same show. The Shrink Next Door was like a Jewish show oh, on Apple TV. No. The, I'm saying every show is the same. That's what I'm saying. There's like four shows that are the exact same. Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd on Apple TV. Oh, 
All right. Speaking of um, Jews, did you watch You People? I did not. Are you going to watch it? I don't think so. This portion of the podcast has been heavily edited uh, because no one cares what I think about this movie. Back to the show. I didn't let it. I let it kind of wash over me. I didn't like really engage with it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I and I'm more thoughtful people than I are engaging with it and good for them. Anyway. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I'm having a great time. No, we have to. Talk. We're not wrapping this up. I'm, All right. So I go to work said, in six hours. But yeah, keep going. Talk, they wake up. Interview. I was cracking up at the wake up in Bear Claw's bed when Jess does this like incredible silent scream. Like I just thought Zooey's really at the height of her power in this episode. She's very funny. I think throughout. Zooey's amazing. I, I I happen to think this is definitely one of the best Zooey episodes. <laughs> I like that the main star can be like a huge loser or like, you know, she like the good guy doesn't always win. Like, I like that they're willing to put her in situations where she's not just goofy, but like, you know, in like a sad situation. Yeah, like it's a it's a fully realized like show and character where it's not like she's just floating around. She's like, you know, especially when she chews out genslinger like that's like very real i feel like Mm -hmm. of like you know like i she's like projecting onto him all of the stress that she's probably feeling as like a 30 something single woman in the city and then it like blows up in her face um can i ask you is is this a reference the south african runner who killed his girlfriend who runs with no legs is that a reference to what like, is that a real story? I was like, I don't know. It's you don't remember adjacent. Oscar Pistorius? No. Well, Google Oscar. Yeah, it is really a real story. He was in the uh, Olympics and the Paralympics, was a pretty big star. Was, you know, very famous Paralympian, and, and he was, you know, uh, um, and then he... Uh, well, he qualified for the Olympics with, with, with both of his feet amputated. Yes, yeah, he ran That's wild. on... Yeah, yeah, no, amazing athlete, didn't win, but was like a, a Paralympic champion, and um, yeah, he uh, he shot and killed his model girlfriend. Claimed that she, he thought she was an intruder in the bathroom. He shot her through the bathroom door, um, and so he is in jail. Although other countries, they don't in this country you do something bad, either like they like don't believe the person and you get like time served, or you go to jail for like hundred seventy five years. Other countries, it's like, oh, you killed someone. It's like ten years. So yeah, he will be out. I think next year. No, he's know. eligible for parole this year. Yeah, yeah, this year. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Even though he he uh, killed her in in you know less than ten years ago, and was found Jesus. guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what a hilarious joke for New Girl to, to reference. Uh, um, I mean, he was very. It, it was like the type of thing that like the the Lenos or whoever it was then the. You know, the the Conan O'Briens and the Kimmels and those people would have been joking about every night. Like, he was very in the news. Well, Ceci carries cheese and a condom for emergency use only. Lance wants to know, do either of you carry any interesting items, quote, for emergencies? I have emergency Twizzlers, you know. <laughs> in case oh. you need to bribe Yosef? Yeah, in case I, I had to bribe him with two for this banana minute because there was uh, so many of them we had to record. <laughs> um. This really made me laugh, actually. Producer Kelly says, how many phone numbers do you know by heart? Like, Jess uh, ends up dialing, quote, all of the numbers she knows by heart. I mean, it's pretty unrealistic that she would know Nick's number by heart. 
-hmm. in this day and age. I would believe that she knows Sessies because they were childhood friends. Like, I remember some of my childhood friends' house phone numbers. Yeah, I remember a lot of them. Um, but I had to, like, do something that, like, sent me back. It's like, hey, we're going to send a text to your uh, number. And it was, like, my parents' home phone number. Huh. It does not exist anymore. I texted it. I'm like, Dad, can you, like, answer if they call? And he's like, no, because that number hasn't existed in many years. Oh, yeah, you told me they got rid of the landline. They got rid of the landline. So it's like, uh, I imagine most of my friends, I could. I was about to say one of their numbers now, like, I certainly remember Andrew Parver's number. Remember Rafi Zlotnick's number. Remember my friend Menachem's number. Like, I remember a lot of numbers. I can't imagine any of them still work. Um, the number that I remember recently that shocked me is I know the voicemail number for Weekly. That, I mean, that that is impressive. I can't imagine. Well, they say it every episode, so ah, you just that's, remember that's it. Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always like, call 619, who then? Oh, well, that's different. If if the number is, you don't even know the numbers then. You know the words. Well, but the 619, because I actually called them recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, shoot, what's the what's that area code? And then I, it just came to me, and I was like, wow, it's really working. What, 619? You wouldn't yeah. remember? Well, I did remember. You're not – I mean, it's San Diego. It's Rey Mysterio. You don't know about that? Oh, of course. Rey Mysterio is a wrestler who who's like wears a mask. And his okay. move is the 619. He, like, swings around the, the – like the, it's a really crazy move. He swings around, like, the ropes and kicks you in the face. But he, <laughs> this is not as funny – he killed someone doing this move in Mexico. Oh, Jesus. Yes. He's still Look, I only know the people's elbow. That never killed anyone. Yeah, well, yeah, imagine if someone died from the people's elbow. That actually kind of... <laughs> that's not it's funny. It's because The Rock like, was so awesome and like cool wrestler, and that's how he got famous. But his moves are absurd. Like, the people's <laughs> elbow is silly. Like, most of the other people, most of the other moves are like knocking you out. You know what I mean? The people's elbow is a cartoon move. It's very funny. <laughs> Can you laugh at me? Can, I mean, can you laugh at me? Can you hear me slapping my elbow? The double yes. slap before the people's elbow? He throws his elbow pads into the crowd, <laughs> gets everyone walked up, jumps over the person, like sort of daintily twice, you know? Like, doesn't so, he slap like, his bow? Yes. And then he, he doesn't, it? like, he just jumps over them twice. It's such a silly move. The Undertaker is, like, giving people concussions, like Tombstone. putting their heads... Yeah, he's giving them a tombstone. I'm very impressed. He's giving someone a tombstone <laughs> into the freaking into the you know. He's not even. They're not even allowed to do it anymore. Even the rock bottom is at least like a real move. But people's elbow is insane. Matt Amari, you should have us on. We'll, we'll talk about this. I love the side the side comment. I'm very impressed. <laughs> that was amazing. How do you know the Undertaker's move? You have never experienced any expressed any other interested wrestling before this. Why don't you listen to my appearance on Matt and Mari's podcast and get back to me, bruv? I think I did. Well, I explained my relationship with wrestling. I don't remember it, honestly. Okay. Well, um, here's something interesting, and it's not that interesting, and I know I should skip it due to time, but here I am talking about it. Sure. Uh, Jess sees this giant water cooler gallon getting delivered to a house and it's multiple gallons. Mm-hmm. Like one of those where you have the water cooler in your house. I was never an indoor water cooler family. Okay. But I do feel like that was popular when I was a kid. Like a couple people would have like the water delivery and you'd have Yeah, it, like, we had it. Tank. We always had the Poland Spring. I think my parents might still have it. Actually, I'll tell you why they probably don't. They don't. Because I don't think my mom likes the way it looks in the kitchen. 
but I think they did really like having it. But she's, you know, pretty particular about what goes in there. I can't imagine her having, like, a plastic water bottle in the kitchen. Um, we always had them growing up. The problem was they are kind of, like, annoying to put back on. They're heavy. Yeah, not, like, sure. too heavy to carry. But you have to, like, get it in or else you'll spill, like, a quarter of the water onto your kitchen floor. I have to believe they've, like, nailed that process down I, now, I honestly there's, like, a thing that guarantee you they have not. Really? It's still the same glug glug. But the noise it makes is funny, like, glug 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 glug. I'll, I'll like never forget that noise. It's a great noise when you get it in right, and it's like the the like, and then the water just up, oh, and it's there. You know, because I, I was gonna say it's not because the we didn't have it, not because the reason that we shouldn't have it, which is our tap water is perfectly fine to drink. Yeah, for sure. Tap water girly. Yeah. It's that my mom definitely wouldn't like the look of it in her kitchen. She buys right. her water by the case. Our fridge looks like a BJ's. And I mean, our, our garage. And what is so important about this is she likes Evian, but she has mm-hmm. pull and spring for everyone else except for her. And we were there the other day and she was like, I got to make sure I have another big pull and spring before I have to break into my Evian. And it's like her son, her daughter, and her daughter-in-law and her grandson. Can't and she begrudges it. us Can't her waste Evian. Evian on her entire family. But she pronounces <laughs> it Evian, which is unfortunate. And I yeah. got news for you. I don't particularly like Evian, so I'm not interested in your Evian, Jude. Yeah, if we did should we do a water a water bracket, like a water taste test at uh at a food tournament? I feel like nobody would know what was what. I'd feel the least sick I've ever felt leaving Alex's house. You might, well, honestly, if you drank like 32 cups of water, you'd probably feel pretty sick. But I'd probably feel great. My skin would be glowing. Would the Jude come for the water bracket? <laughs> sure. I'd trot her out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Evian. What, yeah, my parents have like the the like Perrier in their fridge. Not like a full, like just like a few bottles of it. It feels like very decadent. I don't know. I remember hearing Perrier was like fancy when I was a kid. I have no oh, idea. my mom has cases of Pellegrino next to her Evian. She drinks Pellegrino mm-hmm. by the large bottle herself. Oh yeah, I think they have that too. That's like the green with the green bottle with like the blue or whatever thing. Yeah, they have that mm-hmm. too. That's why I, I honestly I like going to my parents' house for the drinks. They always have drinks that like <laughs> you can't get here, and I probably wouldn't pay for if I lived there. You know. What's the bottled water situation there? What's like the biggest brand of bottled water in Israel? Uh, I don't even know the name, but it's not like it's not the smaller plastic bottles. It's bigger bottles. It's more like a liter and a half bottle. Okay, what's the brand? I I don't know. I'd have to look. All right. Well, why you think about that? Uh, so Jess confesses that she didn't actually sleep with Bearclaw. She made up a musical about woodland creatures. They determined that was more shameful. JCR says, is it worse to drunkenly hook up with someone undesirable or to drunkenly write a write a musical with someone? I think the musical is much more embarrassing. I mean, we see it twice. Like, because at this point, they're doing it sober also. The second time they do the musical, it's sober. Now, JCR knows way more about musicals than us, so I don't, I don't want to answer. But I think this particular musical, let's say, is not on the level of uh, musicals JCR has done in the past. I, this, this is an embarrassing musical. It is with Olaf, so I do think that's like kind of cool, right? You got him to sing. Josh Gad. I I think it's quite rude of you to say to in response to JCR's question, a man who wrote a musical for free for you for the podcast, Mm -hmm. and uh, you say it's shameful to be writing a musical. But um, I did not say that. I said, (laughs) when did I say that? 
You said it's worse to write a musical with someone rather than sleep with no, someone. No, the musical they wrote is embarrassing. Mm, mm, okay. I'm not. Mm. I'm not anti all musicals. Mm. Actually, I didn't know this. I know you're famously a Broadway girly. Uh, we're talking about Groundhog Day on Renat. There was like a whole Groundhog Day musical. You didn't see it, right? I didn't see it, but obviously I knew it existed. I'm, I'm, but now I'm curious about it. You think it's worthwhile or no? Um, the guy who started it is famous. Andy mm. something. My brain is broken. Samberg. Um, no. And I'm trying to see if he won. I know he was nominated for Best Actor in a Musical, and I remember being like, really? But he is, but he is, uh, he is a very famous Broadway actor. Let me see. Mm-hmm. I'm on Groundhog Day, the musical Wikipedia, because I said I'm a wiki, I'm a wiki girly. Um, let's see, on Broadway, uh, wow, Star is like very. Oh, um, why is my brain broken? This guy, I'm looking for Blue. Does he not? How does he not have a Wikipedia? Page Andy Carl, Andy Carl. Name. Sorry, my brain broke. Um, not bad to remember part of it. Um, and he was nominated or maybe he was why i'm sorry i'm doing a really bad job here <laughs> podcast thing or of googling he was nominated for best actor in a musical but did not win who did he lose to all right nobody cares no offense. i care no offense. jcr probably screaming at the oh ben Platt, Hansen. all right he didn't have a shot an honor just to be nominated in that category he beat four he he lost to four extremely famous people I do think everyone who loses tells someone that, like, in any, like, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys, tells people that they were second. Like, yeah, he, of course he was going to win, but, like, I bet, I bet I beat the other guys. I think he was probably fifth in, in the category. He, he's, he's, it was, he was nominated with Ben Platt, who won by a country mile, and he was nominated with Christian Borle, who's a very famous Broadway actor, Josh Groban, I don't, who needs no introduction, and David Hyde Pierce. What a stacked category. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of people I've heard of. That's a sign of something. You haven't heard of all of them? Or you just don't know Christian No, Blow? I've heard of all of them. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to the show. Um, you mentioned Genslinger being back, but we didn't really talk about it. First of all, Jess's reaction to Genslinger showing up kills me every time. When she's like, blast from the past. How the heck are you? Like, blast from the past. How's that ass? Like, it. she absolutely kills me in this. But Lance wasn't as thrilled. He said, not sure why they brought back Enslinger. Again, I like Justin Long, but his appearance here is kind of out of the blue and weird. Where do you stand, Keith? No, I like it. I think I was mad, of course, at the show a couple weeks ago for ending a a serious relationship with Jess off screen, essentially. The show should be more aware of its history. The show is now close to four full seasons in. It should be celebrating itself a little bit. I do like this. I like it, too. characters back. It, it, It rewards the audience for sticking around every week. I totally agree. It's a treat for the audience, a little nugget for the OGs. And, like, that's life. You bump into people you dated, you have awkward interactions. That really makes the walk of shame. I mean, we've kind of buried the lead on, like, this whole point of this episode is that they're, like, reclaiming the walk of shame or whatever. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's the best – this, the worst thing that could happen on a walk of shame in the morning is like running into your ex who you think's married, accosting him, finding out his life has gone to shit too, and then just bringing him along on the walk of shame. Like that's a very sitcom-y approach. I loved it. You told me a funny walk of shame story once. You're going to get nervous, but don't be nervous. It's, <laughs> it, you once worked all night and you said you just had, went out, bought a new 
outfit and then went right back to work. And to me, that's like the funniest walk of shame in the whole world. Uh, I had that too. I woke up in a frat house after staying up all night with my friend AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked on an assignment together on Halloween while a party went on. And I left the frat house and people were like, oh, hey, Allie. And I was like, yeah, AJ and I are going to class. We worked on our group project all night. And I was like, womp womp. <laughs> you almost, I, I almost feel bad for AJ there. But yeah, the, the yeah, AJ no, the, isn't interested in me. We'll put it that way. Fair enough. But I, I, to me, <laughs> yeah, to me, the, the, the staying all night at work, going out, buying an outfit, going straight back to work is hilarious. So funny. <laughs> I mean, now it now you can laugh at it. Sure, sure. Um, all right. So, uh, Genslinger resigns as uh, his post as a party clown, a musical party clown. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, no shame in being a clown on the weekend. Like, I don't absolutely I don't no appreciate shame. But anti shame in attitude. quitting your job at the party. Like, that's not fair to the kid, you know. Yeah, like, I didn't think that was a hero's journey. I agree. I thought no. he looked rude there. He's not a hero, though. Genslinger's never really been a hero for us. Fair enough. On the flip side of the B story, Coach is dating May, and and we're addressing their imbalances between uh, May being this, like, big intellectual woman of the, of the arts and kind of setting up that Coach feels out of place um, with May. Uh, I don't know. What did you think of the B story? You didn't include it, I don't think, in the... No, uh... I don't... I barely remember it, to be honest, because I watched it so long ago, but it was fine. This is a strong A story. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think, like, we had to really address this, but it's something for Coach to do. Like, I feel like we haven't really, like, explored much of Coach's, like, inner workings or psyche. He's kind of going through a job change as he becomes a teacher, and his insecurities there where he like jumps off the roof drunk at the teachers convention not not the teachers convention but the convention for teachers um so like okay if we have to address this with me but i don't automatically assume that like because coach is interested in sports he's not as like intellectual as may or that that would like be an issue for them right uh matt Stewart wants to know if you can make your best snake sound uh, i know you won't spooky. remember the context I don't of like this it. but i don't like it what it's too spooky okay you like conjure them up, maybe. I don't want to do it. Here's a question for you, because you're a member of high society and highly sophisticated. What? Coach okay. has an appetizer at May's If you saw me event. right now, you would not think I was high society. <laughs> uh, Coach has an appetizer on a skewer at May's event, and he starts, like, trying to put the skewer. Like, he doesn't know where to put the skewer, and he's, like, going to put it in, like, someone's purse or something. Mm-hmm. And Schmidt's like, no, no, no. And he's, like, gesturing, like, put it in your pocket. Is that the correct location for a skewer at a pass I mean, if you want to stab yourself, if you want to, like, puncture your groin or something. Putting gross, like, that ends up happening to him, but putting a dirty wooden stick, like, I feel like you just hold it and wait for a person to come around with the garbage tray, and you put it on the tray when they come back around. But it, I don't know if men were doing this. I often don't have pockets at an event like that. I dropped something today, like, at, at work at, like, the 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 table and i was like okay i'm gonna pick it up and it was like so far under the table i didn't want to like get up and uh like go under the table people were there i felt it was like weird just like a piece of food that i was gonna throw out but then like the the like person who cleans the cafeteria was there and like saw me drop it and not pick it up and it's this awkward situation where i'm like i don't want to be like obviously i'm gonna pick it up like i would never not pick it up but also it's like weird to climb under the table with you know to go like go under this table with coworkers or something 
Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, what, what's the move for, for people like me and him? You, if there's nowhere to put it down, you just stick there, sit there with a stick all day. But obviously putting it in your pocket is, is not a good option. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I feel like when I spill something and I have to walk away, but I like make a big public scene. I'm like, my arms are flailing. I look concerned. I'm like, I, I, the spi- there's um, there's something on the ground before I leave to get something. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Okay, um, we should highlight what Nick and Winston are doing. I mean, Coach and Schmidt are trying to get rid of them and have them not come to the event because they'll embarrass them. I absolutely crack up at the dynamic between Winston and Nick this whole episode, but especially after the big to do where Ernie knocks out the flautist and Winston's like, now we call him Ernie. Well, whatever. She calls him Ernie in this moment may cause Ernie, but we'll take care of the charges and the damages. We will spare no expense. Meanwhile, Nick's like, no, we will not. No, we will not. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I really like their dynamic this whole episode. I can see me being the no room, not guy. <laughs> and Yosef is like, or no, no, I'm speaking a speech. We'll spare no expense. Um, I uh, believe it with my kids, yeah. Um, but basically, the guys all confront each other in the bathroom. How they're all embarrassing to each other. Producer Kelly wants to know who's the most embarrassing of the four guys. In this episode or in general? In Jen. What do you think? Winston probably with his stuff with the cat. Winston but... is probably the most embarrassing. Nick at his apex is incredibly embarrassing, but more weird than embarrassing. I agree, but society accepts men like Nick. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Which I, and I rebuff that. You rebut it. I rebuff it. Is that not what it is? What is rebuff? Yeah. Rebuff means reject. reject Yeah. In an abrupt or ungracious manner. No, you're I was rebuffed. Gracious. Nick was rebuffed by me. Your rebut is to claim that something's false. Are you claiming that's false? No, I'm rebuffing it. I'm rejecting it. Okay, reject it. Reject Men it. like Nick are buffed, and I'm rebuffing it. Okay. I mean, Nick is buffed. <laughs> okay. Not really. Yeah. Um... But okay, so Coach, you know, says, like, they have this sort of, like, we're the odd couple. Like, I don't like classical music, but if you're playing it, I want to listen. And May's like, well, I'll play you a song, and if you can name it, I'll give you another shot. She plays the Monday Night Football theme, and everyone says, ah. Is that the way to win you over? Yes. If a woman learned the Monday Night Football theme from me, forget it. I'm, I'm smitten. And then I, I do love them rolling up the way the two stories intersect where the boys are rolling up on the walk of shame and Nick is like, Genslinger, I miss you. Because <laughs> that is true. Like when you're yeah. dating, so- when someone's dating someone and then they mm-hmm. break up, like you don't get to see them anymore. It's true. That's why I don't get attached to any of your guys, you know, just in case. <laughs> it's fine. Smart play. Um, all right. Matt Stewart wants to know if you liked the Gay Wolf musical at the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely very funny, but um, something about Josh Gad's voice just grates me a little bit. But yeah, 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 it was funny. <laughs> All right, um, nothing to report on Fon Do or Fon Don't, because we don't really get any Fon here. Um, producer Kelly says, was Kiwi surprised or excited to see Bearclaw and Genslinger back? Always, oh. always. Yeah, I, I mean, Bearclaw, I think we'll see him like once a season or something. 
Gunslinger I was uh, happy to see. I do think we'll see him again. That's my prediction. So over Kelly puts the over under at one and a half episodes for both of them. Uh, over on Bear Claw. Huh. It's a good Kelly's a good book, good odds maker here. This is a solid line because I would have gone over and a half. I'm gonna say over, over and one right. and a half for, for Justin Long. And Matsters says, "Who is your favorite blast from the past, Bear Claw or Gunslinger?" They actually both put Gunslinger. I should say. Yeah, Guns Gunslinger. I mean, they wrote Gunslinger. They, I'm not wasn't leading you on that. Yeah, yeah, Gunslinger. And then Matt Stewart says his May end game for Coach. What do you think uh, the the life of I May don't think and Coach so, are? Because we'd see more of her. You know what I mean? Like if May was end game, she'd be on screen the whole time. It's like okay, she's in the cast now. So no. All right, I will tell you that we have three who won the episodes today, and all three listeners are in unanimous. They're in cahoots? They're all in agreement. Yeah, I, but yeah, we're gonna have the same. Also, all five are gonna be the same. It's for sure, Jess. Here's something funny, and I think it's because the way our conversation went, because it's not Jess, and when I, oh, I so wasn't sure who won the sexists. episode, well, I wasn't sure who won the episode, and I read all these, and I was like, yeah, they're probably right, but after our discussion, I was like, oh, it's Jess, but I think that's just Jess. how our conversation went. Mm-mm. No, it's Jess. Jess won the episode. How? What do they say? Explain. I want to hear their pitch. We'll make your pitch first. Well, I just think she, like, handles this whole thing with the plum. She, the whole, she's funny, and is not embarrassed and is proud to be herself, but also like didn't do anything she'll regret and like had a, yeah, the whole thing is good. It's a funny story. I think she wins because she is so overwhelmingly the funniest to me mm-hmm. yeah, that it trumps like the end results, which is mm-hmm. sort of like, she ends up hanging out with like her ex-boyfriend and like this random guy. And like her storyline doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, what Lance producer Kelly and Matt Stewart have all suggested is that coach won the episode. Lance yeah, says no, the winner as well. I give him silver medal. Winner again is Coach. No one else's story really moved forward at all other than Coach and his relationship with May. Producer Kelly says, of our core, Coach. He gets his friends to rally around him, and he gets May. So many funny scenes with him at the center, especially the bathroom scene with the four guys, and running out at the end to join the crew. But of the non-core, it's May. She's so funny and fits seamlessly into the swirling mass of idiots while being totally unique, uh, being a totally unique character, too. And Matt Stewart says, MVP Coach. He overcame his insecurities to strengthen his relationship with May. What makes it tough for me with Coach is that, like, 90% of the episode, he's blowing it, and then he recovers at the last 10. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's his move. Come back, Coach. All right. Um, I will play the uh, Kiva, the Garner, no, oh my God, the Banana Minute now. Ooh. Anything you want to set up before they, I haven't listened to it yet because I was going to listen to it. It was the fifth one we did, but I think I say that. It was the fifth you say thing, that. The, by far the most takes we've ever done. All right, this is our fifth time recording this Banana Minute, all-time record. You said something really violent with what Banana was up to, and then you made me shut it down. I'm not sure why. I had to bribe you with a second Twizzler. I don't even know what's going on here. Anyway, we were shooting hoops today. I was smoking you as per usual. I was scoring way more points than you. But you got mad because you thought it was my, it was your turn to shoot. It was my thing. And I scored. And what did you make me do? What do you make someone do if, it's, if you think it's your turn and they score? Um, I undunk it. Undunk it? How do you undunk it? I throw it under the hoop. No, you don't throw it. The person who scores has to do it. So tell me what they have to do. They have to, uh, like, like, throw it under the hoop. Yeah, so they have to throw it through the hoop and go out. So basically you're scoring a reverse basket. And you you basically had a temper tantrum for me to do that until I got... Because it's my turn! But two in a row. You made me two undunk in a row you made me do. Three. 
three. Okay. But I don't think that's that normal, to be honest. And I won eight times. You did not win. Oh, you, you beat a, your friend? Yeah. Yeah, he's in first grade. Pick on your own, someone your own size. Well, I guess I he's bigger zero. than you. Oh, you beat him one zero? Yeah. yeah, but I beat you like eight to three. No, there was no beating. There was no, what do you mean? We weren't playing a real game? No, yeah, that's what people who lose says. shooting. Oh, okay, fine. As long as Banana's not doing any shooting, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Looking forward to that. Um, if you want to subscribe or leave us a five-star review, you can click through for anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. You can leave questions in the questions link in the pinned tweet at last tweets. You can follow Keeve at Keeve26. I'll plug our podcast, Keeve, while you think about season four, episode 19 called The Right Thing. Um, you can listen to Keith go through Groundhog Day, the movie, for a week with the great Eric Stein, Rob Sesternino over on Renap. I'll check out the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to great pre-Super Bowl football content, I'm sure, mm-hmm. with Alex Chester over at 32 Fans and the 32 Fans Patreon. What about you? Uh, you, can ch- you can check out me talking about the challenge. We're- Finale time, baby. Are they doing reunion stuff or no? Yeah, they do reunion. Okay, cool. You like talking about the reunions? Wait, robberswebsite.com slash challenge feed. Do I like talking about the reunions? Yeah. I wouldn't be a big reunion guy, honestly. Also, a lot of it comes up in like social media or other conversations around sort of like catching up now after the the actual watching the reunion doesn't do it for me. But I'm sure, yeah, the, the, the feedback and stuff like that is interesting. Um, and I don't, we haven't publicized this yet, but Rob, uh, Rob, Brian and I will be doing a little Instagram takeover before the finale on February 15th, uh, over at Rapgrams. Check that out. Um, but Keeve, what do you think next week we'll be talking about on the right thing? Okay. I, I'm going to go out and say Jess is, uh, Jess encounters a problem in school and has to decide whether she should do the right thing or not. All right, we'll find out if we get some schoolyard drama next week on New Girl, Old Guy. Bye, Keith. Bye. See you, I want to see you. Ali and Akiva, gonna talk a TV show, and maybe Jenny Garth.